0: <laughs> um and we wanna we wanna thank those who are continuing to text in on oh four two seven five six nine nine four nine or on air at joy.org.au. And while we read them, Macca and I, uh sometimes some of those messages just aren't uh um safe for work. Safe for work. Safe for, for safer on air. But we do love those styles of messages, so please send them thank through you. um as they come in. Macca well, Paul,
1: uh, as is cu- customary, uh, not every week, but perhaps every other week, whatever is um, my op-ed, and I'm going to share it this morning with with uh, Queer Supremo Todd. Mm. But uh, first off, and Todd, you're very welcome, and and Dave Allen, you're very welcome to join in in this first part. George Pell, mm. uh, and uh, the pans of Pope, the X one. Um, I want to put, you know, I don't wish anyone ill will, but uh, Pope Emeritus and George Pell both had something in common. Mm. They were enablers, enablers of child sexual abuse by priests that, that reported to them. They looked the other way. The Royal Commission in Australia found that George Pell knew and knew a lot about priests in his parishes that abused children sexually. A German inquiry found that Cardinal Ratzinger um, also knew. So I say it's time for the Catholic Church, but other institutions, to actually stand up and be serious about this. Um... I don't mourn their passing what I want is for them to be replaced and it will be they will be replaced by men they should be replaced by all genders but I want I want the men who replace them to actually stand up and address the issue of child sexual abuse in their institutions catholic church anglican church uniting church muslims hindus any And, you know, Salvation Army, all of them, they don't stand up and acknowledge it, right? They virtue signal when the signal has no virtue. They lie and cheat and they give sanctuary to child sex abusers. And they have done so for centuries. It's almost like it's part of the job description. Mm. You're a leader of a religion. You know what? Just let this happen. Don't do anything about it. Make a few noises here and there. But don't reform. My only regret is that they're buried, not cremated, because if they're cremated, it'll prepare them for the place where they're going to end up. So I don't mourn them. I don't say good riddance. I simply say, can we please replace them with people that are actually going to do better, that are actually going to demonstrate honesty, compassion, integrity, and dare I say it, some of the underlying principles of the religions, the franchises that they manage. That's what needs to happen. Um, So I say, let's do that. Now, I'd like to talk today also about the voice. And I think this is important. I think it's important for our community. I think it's important for the whole Australian community, but it's important for the Indigenous community. And Todd and I spoke about this before the show, and, you know, I understand Todd has a, a difficult position here. You know, he's the Commissioner for LGBTQI Communities. He's also an Indigenous man, and he has views, and there are wide views on this in the community. My concern, Todd, is the case being made for The Voice too many people are not here and not understanding what it's about mm. why it's important so can i ask you to tell mm. us what is it why is it important and what can we do as individuals and as leaders to
0: promulgate a positive case for this look first of all the voice simply is an advisory body to the federal government it's no third chamber it's no you know it's no uh structure in which provides any extra power it is an advisory body that allows first nations people on the ground to be represented in ways that their current representation models i.e local governments state and federal uh, elected officials who don't advocate for their needs because it's not seen as either popular or um, necessary. And so for time and time again, we must also recognize that nothing has worked. The statistics are getting worse. And so it's time I think for us to take on a new policy approach for us to figure out well, what does self-determination mean in action These are not new concepts. this is not a new thing that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples have been calling for across the nation. And I think where we're we, stuck is we want this detail you know this is what Dutton called the Dutton detail is what we what is apparently missing despite there being 700 pages available for for reading about what the proposal. Looks like you know we've got the the, the Langton and Karma report, um, Megan Davis's uh, report, and and a few others that have signaled this. But at the heart of it is the simple question of just recognising Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in the Constitution. And to do that, we want to put some legs behind it because we are only three percent of the population, and as Australia grows. Less. Forward will be less. So the power imbalance there, I think, is 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 useful to consider. Um, the question around what it is that um, we can do to to do this, you know, as as commissioner for LGBTQ communities, I have my line and it's very simple. As queer and trans and gender diverse people, we know how important a yes can be. Mm. It's as simple as that. But we have been practicing talking about this for a long time reconciliation action plans talk about this mm. all of the you know organizational professional development talks about this when we get aboriginal and torres Strait islander people and guests in we talk about this this shouldn't be a new thing now the challenge for many australians is that the federal government aren't going to fund a yes or a no can
1: can i just say todd this is government policy mm. the voice was a central plank of the election campaign, and they were elected on that. Mm -hmm. So why is there, in my opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, yes, there's these 700 Mm -hmm. pages, but why is there not something that is a little bit easier to digest being put out by the government? Why is this not happening, or are they keeping their powder dry till...
0: Well, from Albanese's perspective, this is a people's campaign. Um, I, I, to be honest, I'm not sure if I agree completely with that approach because it doesn't allow us to get into the nitty gritties of what you're saying. The other thing is, is we're just starting, you know, mm. it's, it's, it's January 12th yeah, um, or 14th rather. Um, you know, let's 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 figure out what the ca- current campaigns that are, are around going to do. And so, those campaigns, just for anybody listening, there's ca- kind of three that are yeah. floating around for the yes campaign. Um, that is, Dean Parkins is. Um, uh, Uluru from the heart um, from the heart campaign we've got Megan Davis's uluru.org um, uh, uh, campaign and then we've got the the Tom Major um, uh, statement from the heart which is taking the actual statement around Australia and talking about it um, the challenge for me though Mike uh, area if I can talk about it is I don't know what my role is the campaigns haven't given any direction for other aboriginal leaders to say well, what is it that i what is it that you want me to do like obviously we're going to advocate and support and 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 speak on this issue but there is no direction coming from these campaigns for both aboriginal and non-indigenous leaders mm. across the country or organisations who want to support so I think the big question here is is: what is it that the Yes campaign are hoping to achieve for providing direction mm. for people and organisations to step up and start having this conversation? Um, thank you, Todd, because I think you know, that, that's trying to simplify a very complicated issue. There's a couple of bits
1: for me. Number one is... Um, the current government have a, a majority in the House. Mm. Why don't they just legislate for this to happen? Why do we need... you have to change the constitution. Why do, yeah. Okay, so we have to have yeah. a vote to do that. Yeah. The second one is is that, I, I, I hear you, Macca. trying to translate a complex piece of legislation into a soundbite for the tabloids yeah. is where politics has mm. gotten us to now. I'm not sure that's necessarily easy for cool. everyone to accept that needs to happen. But there needs to be some clarity Absolutely. on a couple of the key points. What are we doing? Yeah. Why are we doing it? How are we going to do and it? Just really to enable people to make the right decision to vote yes. yes. Really quickly, marriage equality. There was a bill tabled in the federal parliament around marriage equality that was there on the public record. We knew what it meant. We knew what the exclusions were or were likely to be. So people understood what this was about. Mm. If the, vo- if the voice referendum passes in a majority of voters in a majority of states, then the federal parliament will then legislate to establish this representative body. So why can't the federal government, not today, but...
0: At some point.
1: At some point say, this is what it's going to look like. Yeah. Because I, for one do not give 100% trust mm. to parliaments to legislate on matters of equality and equity. Mm. Other politics play. So I say it's up to government mm. to actually put something on the table that they want. You know, changing the Constitution is one thing. Then the legislation. So you know it's up to government. And I think, Todd, as a leader... Mm. You know, it it sits on your shoulders to advocate, as it does to me, and to seek some guidance and input from your mob, Mm -hmm. but also other mobs. We can't just leave this as a people's campaign, because I tell you what,
0: it will fail. Yeah, and look... I recently caught up last year with um, Minister for Indigenous Australians Linda Burney, and mm. we talked. And, and I advocated for LGBTQ plus Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people to be represented within this. Into which she, um, you know, informed me that that would be the case. There will be several subcommittees of of the actual voice structure that speak to the different intersections of that: women, young people, elders, LGBTQ plus people, uh, which is a great policy initiative. Mm. Um, but I think most Australians. Need to realise that what happens in Broome is vastly (laughs) different to what happens in Mildura, to what happens in Mary or Collingwood. And and, and that is why a a voice is so important is because it Mm. gives agency Mm. to those people in those communities to say to governments, hey, this is not working for us. And it's not working for these reasons. Well, it's obvious it's not working. But, <laughs> we, we know that. But in some communities, it might be. And yeah. so the point is, is to be able to get that diversity of views in in a diversity of ways. But you know, I digress. But I think this should be a regular thing on Sat Mag, where you bring in some guests once yes. a month to really talk about oh, this I'm because our communities, more than once a month. Yeah, our communities really need to know this going into the vote. We need to know more information, and they need to understand what it's about and how it's
1: going to work that I think yes I think what it's about people have a feeling but how it's going to work they don't understand just really quickly Dave you wanted to say something I mean working in a newsroom even since the election Maca, we're all dreading Mm. the voice debate when it comes up the no campaign is going to be nasty there's just no two ways about it and the reason for that is all these usual suspects Uh, From that area of politics Mm -hmm. that we see They're terrified of this Because this is a Commonwealth funded body Of prominent Indigenous Australians And Indigenous Elders Who will be regularly available for comment On any topic related Mm. to First Nations Australians Mm -hmm. This is going to make disinformation And hate much harder to peddle Mm. And
0: that scares the hell out of people I love that I love that We will
1: make it uh, regular discussion on Sat Mag and uh, Todd, you're going to be helping me to source a lot more diverse. So
0: barbecue and tomato sauce. Yes. Yeah,
1: that's it. So uh, that was, uh, let's call it an op-ed for today. Uh, you are on Saturday Magazine, Joy 94.9. When we come back, we're going to speak with...
0: Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast, brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy.